I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. Mamma Mia, sometimes the world has a way of showing you something without even having to say it. Uh, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It is November 7th, Monday, November 7th, 2022. And if you've been hiding under a rock, tomorrow is election day and there is an awful lot to talk about because the Dems and the media and big tech's throwing in the kitchen sink, but I really believe enough people have finally woken up. I think tomorrow is going to be a very, very good day. It's gonna be a particularly good day here in the free state of Florida, but I think it's gonna be a really good day for America. I think we can reverse some of this craziness, the slow descent to hell that I'm often talking about. I think we can actually get past it. I think we can start restoring an America that we got close to giving away. And as I always say, people, you don't have to be a Republican, but you cannot be a Democrat, especially right now. So regardless, is if over the course of the next 45 minutes or so, you agree with everything I say, or you disagree with everything I say, or you like a little bit, you don't like a little bit, uh, whatever it is, just get out there and vote, participate in the process because that's what it's all about. You know, if you, if you don't vote, if you don't get out there, if you don't have your voice heard, uh, and then you just complain all day, well, then you probably get what you deserve. So uh, we are gonna be recapping a little of uh, what this last year, uh, what, how, this, how we got here basically, uh, with some interviews I've done in the past, uh, just some of the people that became rock stars in the midst of all of this, some of the people that became hysterical lunatics, uh, and much more. And then tomorrow, because uh, I didn't want to early vote, I wanted to vote on election day. Uh, my guys have to vote at a different uh, location than I do, but then we're all going to meet together at my location. We're going to try to shoot something there, maybe live stream. I know there's some uh, restrictions on where you can actually shoot things and whatever else, but we will do that tomorrow. And then uh, we will do the live show normal, as always, 11 o'clock Eastern right here. And then we are hopping in the car and we are driving cross state to Tampa. Uh, where tomorrow night uh, I and Lisa Booth will be co-hosting the DeSantis Victory Party uh, at the Tampa Convention Center. So we're co-hosting that thing. And yes, it's going to be a victory party. I am not worried about that. Uh, and we will do a live show from the venue. Hopefully we'll get to chat with the governor and there'll be a bunch of other special guests and all that good stuff. So it's going to be a busy day. I'm psyched and ready to roll. And before we get to anything else, let me talk to you guys about Kamikoto knives. You know, it's time to up your kitchen knife game with Kamikoto knives. Using traditional techniques, Kamikoto crafts beautiful knives using steel sourced from Japan. Each blade is made with techniques that have been honed and perfected by generations of knife smiths. They come in a beautiful, heavy-duty ash wood box, and every blade is individually inspected and comes with a lifetime guarantee. Because of their single bevel edge, Kamikoto knives can achieve a wickedly sharp edge, the kind you just can't get with other knives. These are cut through your ribeye like butter sharp. Kamikoto knives are used by several chefs working at Michelin star restaurants around the world. They make amazing gifts that come in beautiful boxes. You can maintain each knife's edge with one of Kamikoto's sharpening whetstones. And like I said, they're so confident in their product that each knife comes with a lifetime guarantee. If you go ahead and buy now, Kamikoto is offering you an extra $50 off site wide on top 
of their Black Friday sale, which will kick in uh, on Black Friday, just a couple weeks. Go to kamikoto.com slash Ruben and use the offer code Ruben for an extra $50 off. kamikoto.com slash Ruben, K-A-M-I-K-O-T-O.com slash Ruben. All right, so let's get to it. It looks like a red wave is a coming. It should be a coming. I think there's every reason to vote for Republicans. There's almost no reason to vote for Democrats. I mean, unless you're into chopping kids' genitals off and causing crazy inflation and crime on the streets and releasing criminals and pushing grandma into the subway and all that. If you're into all that, then vote Democrat. If you're not, then you pretty much have to vote Republican. And will Republicans probably fail us over the course of the next couple of years, yes, most likely most of them will. Not all of them, there are a couple of good ones, but they'll probably not do everything we want them to do. But the point is most people, most sane, decent, moderate people have realized the woke thing has just got to go. And one of the guys who I've been working on for a couple years, as you know, is Bill Maher. And he now even understands the red wave is a coming. I am very much a critique, a critic of uh, what goes on on the fringe of the left. I mean, woke culture has just, that's one reason why the Republicans are going to do so well in this election, because the left has gone super crazy with lots of shit that the average American just never voted for, doesn't recognize in this country, doesn't want, and pay attention to, and doesn't. Okay, so I don't want to belabor the point with Bill. You guys get it already. The, the real issue is that the left had a chance to listen to a guy like Bill instead of try to destroy a guy like Bill. But as I said, when I sat down with him just a couple weeks ago uh, on the Club Brandon podcast, it's like, you know, he could show up to a Republican rally, to a Trump rally, or he could show up to an event that I did, like a comedy show or whatever it might be, or anything right-leaning, and most people would dig him. They would be like, oh, there's Bill Maher. That's cool. He's coming around. He's kind of saying, I'll applaud him. And a few, sure, a few people might heckle him or a couple people might be like, he's part of the problem. Okay, fine. But he could clearly go there and, and be respected and listened to. Certainly people would listen to him and not shout him down. Now try the other side of it. And Bill fully admitted this in our chat. If Bill was to go to a progressive rally, say an AOC rally, right? Uh, what would happen to him? He would be shouted down. He would probably be violently attacked or pushed out or silenced or whatever it might be. So unfortunately, the left did not listen to the Dave Rubens of years ago. They did not listen to the Bill Mars. They didn't listen to the Joe Rogans. They didn't listen to any of the people that were going, guys, enough is enough of this. We are not acting liberally. Uh, can we fix this thing? Can we turn this thing around? Any of it. They didn't listen to any of it. And they went completely crazy. Uh, now, you may remember also a couple weeks ago, we've played this a couple times. I think it's worth playing one more time for now, and then we'll probably put it down for the rest of the year because I think tomorrow is going to go well. Uh, you may remember when I sat down with Bill, uh, he, we, he still seemed to not really connect what was going on with Trump and why people voted for Trump and, and that things really aren't working now and that you got to stop voting for the people who are ushering in all the madness. First of all, you got to break up with your boyfriend, Donald Trump. Who would you say is more authentic, him or Joe Biden? Him. Who's more authentic, him or Elizabeth Warren? But authentic doesn't mean good. If you're authentically a crazy person. Pretty good when he was president. What, what was pretty good? We weren't in a recession. The border was a little bit better. We didn't have a crazy war in Ukraine. Like, there were things. Come on, you have to admit. Oh, he hasn't conceded the election. 
for four years when he was president, Hillary Clinton, he's an illegitimate president. Stacey she didn't a, say that. Yes, she did. I met him and I, I kind of was like, all right, he's not evil. He's not Hitler and he's certainly not a homophobe. I used to have these Trump rallies on Sundays. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go and just see what it's like. There were American flags everywhere. There were gays for really? Trump, Latinos for Trump. Really? Yes everywhere and nobody cared. And by the way, so, they didn't burn down Rodeo Drive like Black Lives Matter. Oh and I'm telling you, you so, could have walked in that audience and people would have, yes, would a certain amount of people have been like, ah, fuck Bill Maher and <laughs> but But you know what? A lot of people would have been there like, you know what, Bill Maher's here, that's pretty cool. Think how different that would be than if you went to an AOC rally where you would be hated beyond imagination. You're right. I, I don't mean that as- I, No, it's like, right. It's just true. It's, it's all, just true. They're, they're more, the left are more purists. All right, so the reason I'm showing you that one more time is because this is where the country's at. The people who I think tomorrow are really gonna decide the election are going to be the sort of former Dave Rubin types, the, the current Bill Maher types, the, the liberals mugged by reality. Because we know that a certain amount of people always vote Republican, a certain amount of people always vote Democrat. So when, you, when you're having an election, it's really about whatever that percentage of people that actually could move is. It's probably only about 10% of people that actually could move. I think in this midterm, it's more than 10% because so many people for the two years of COVID lockdowns and all the craziness and all of the people that have moved all over the country that use their foot vote and, and got out of the dystopian cities and moved to places of freedom. I think more people than usual in this particular election get it, right? Like there's obviously something very special about this election. I, I, I wish it was just a regular nonsensical election, but this one is actually special because, because freedom is truly on the docket, right? Like that's what people are really voting for this time. Uh, they are not voting because they like or dislike Trump. They're voting because they've had had it when it comes to whether they can go to work or leave their house or what they're doing to your kids and the litany of other issues. You get that. So this is not really about Trump, well, certainly not about Trump. It's not even about Biden, really. It's about freedom. Freedom is what you are voting for. And for some reason, the Democrats have convinced a lot of people that the party that is more for freedom, obviously the Republican party, is also the fascist party. It makes no sense, but you gotta give the devil his due. These people, when you control the media and you control big tech and you control the narrative, you can get a lot of people to believe a lot of wrong things. Anyway, related to Joe Biden, because it does have a little something to do with him, he's the incumbent president, and we know that the incumbent president's party pretty much always does horribly in midterms. Uh, well, Joe Biden's uh, approval ratings are at an all-time low of 28%. 81 million people voted for him, 28%. Here's MSNBC's Chuck Todd. Biden's job approval rating sits at 44% in this final NBC News poll. By the way, all-time low with independence. His approval rating is just 28%. Okay, sorry, sorry, I should clarify that. So it was 28% with independents. Now, again, those independents, those are the people that sometimes go this way, sometimes goes, sometimes go this way. So that's what's so interesting about this. The people who can move right now, they've clearly had it with the Democrats. And again, you just have to think about what did people actually do this in the, in the last two years? People that, that were frustrated, they left blue states and blue cities. They didn't, nobody left Texas really, right? Nobody left Florida, nobody left Tennessee, but blue, generally blue people did move to red places. And that tells you something about a trend. 
And that trend is now in these last few days when CNN and MSNBC and all these other places, when they could have been reporting on what was happening honestly, when they could have been telling their people for years what was really going on here and stop making it seem like Republicans are all racist and Democrats are all automatically good guys, but they didn't do that. But now they're seeing the polls, they're seeing the trends and it is too hard to ignore. So what's happening on CNN? Well, even Democrat activists are showing up on CNN and saying, man, this is, this is absolutely on us. Uh, this is Hillary Rosen, who has been a Democrat strategist for a couple decades. Uh, I think she worked for Hillary Clinton, if I'm not mistaken. She's a Democrat strategist. And just listen to the way she lays it out to this panel. Hillary, you have a different take maybe than Bakari on Democrats. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as, Mark speaking is Speaking as right. a Democrat. Um, I'm, a, I'm a loyal Democrat, but I am not happy. I just think that we are, you know, we did not listen to voters in this election. And I think we're going to have a bad night. And, you know, this conversation is not going to have much impact on Tuesday, but I hope it has an impact going forward. Because when voters tell you over and over and over again that they care mostly about the economy, listen to them. All right. So it's not easy for a Democrat strategist to get up on CNN and say, we really screwed the pooch on this thing. Now, I don't know what makes someone like Hillary, and I, I've interviewed her before, I think many, many years ago. Uh, I don't know what would make someone like her at this point in 2022 say, I'm a loyal Democrat. Like, I, I just don't know what's left there. That's sort of like the Bill Maher thing, but okay. Putting that aside, she's acknowledging, hey, people actually just cared about the economy and crime. Those are pretty much the big two right now. And Democrats, instead of focusing on that, well, actually, they kind of focused on it and made both those things worse, right? Defund the police, Inflation Reduction Act, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they were also focused on chopping kids' genitals off. They were also focused on neo-racism. They were also focused on destroying our history and tearing down statues and everything else. So the Democrats know they're in for an ass a whooping. That's what they're in for. And there's many reasons for it. We're going to lay out a whole bunch of them. Uh, but guys, as you know, tomorrow is the election and the blaze wants to hook you up with some info. Election night is tomorrow and the stakes have never been higher for the midterms. Uh, a bunch of races across the country have gotten very interesting in the past couple of weeks. Will Republicans be able to win a Senate seat in Washington state? Is Kathy Hochul really in trouble in New York? Yes. Will voters punish Gretchen Whitmer for her COVID lockdown insanity and finally give her the boot? There's a ton to cover this election cycle and The Blaze has got you covered. Head on over to theblaze.com slash election guide to receive a free copy of Blaze Media's ultimate guide to the midterms delivered straight to your inbox. Uh, that's theblaze.com slash election guide and we'll send you everything you need to know to be ready for the big election night. So, okay, let's not forget what the Democrats did to get us to this point. Because I know a bunch of you watching this are probably traditional Republicans and conservatives, but I also know a whole bunch of you are kind of Republican curious. A whole bunch of you are liberals who were mugged. A whole bunch of you are new to this. You're still going, can I actually pull the, the lever? Can I press the button for a Republican tomorrow? Well, you just have to think about the last couple of years, and then I think your choice is pretty freaking clear. Here's uh, GOP chairwoman Ronna McDonald, uh, McDaniel, sorry, on CNN, basically laying out what the Democrats have done. Five days out from an election yeah. for the president of the United States to give a speech and not talk about inflation, to actually say it's good, to not talk about gas prices, to say that crime Listen, doesn't I'm not exist. here. I'm not. A, I'm so not, they have become crime deniers, inflation I'm not deniers, here. Okay. And education deniers. Ronna, I'm
funny, Dana Bash is like, I'm not here to defend the Democrats, but we, we know what you're there for, Dana. Like, yeah, yeah, you are. Uh, but the point is the Democrats, their, their eye is just not on the ball. Even in the last couple of days, Biden still, we're not gonna drill anymore. Like it's just completely ridiculous. Uh, here's some video more from CNN. Uh, people know what reality is, despite the fact that uh, the mainstream media doesn't wanna show it. They go to the grocery say? store, the bills, bills are higher. Gas, the gas price, of the gas tank, tank gets, gas station gets way too much attention, I think, because um, a lot of people, you know, hybrid commuting, fewer commutes, like the people feel lousy about the economy. 75% of people we polled say we're already in a recession. We are in a recession. A recession has always been defined as two consecutive quarters of flattening of the GDP, gross domestic product. We're in it right now. Everyone knows we're in it. And then magically when it happened, they suddenly started redefining what a recession is. Now I have to show you something from MSNBC. Do we have a warning? Can we put up a warning? Because this one, of all of the stupid things and racist things that Joy Reid says, and she says an extraordinary amount of stupid and racist things, and often stupid racist things. Um, this one, if you would just listen to the pandering nonsense. That I cannot believe anyone watches this. That's my lead into this clip. How, does pe how do people watch this crap? The people I ever heard here use the word inflation are journalists um, and economists, right? So that is not part of the normal lexicon of the way people talk. So it's interesting that Republicans are doing something they don't normally do, right? Which is not use the, com the common tongue, right? Not use just common English to sort of use do on their campaigns like they're doing with crime. But what they've done is they've taught people the word inflation, right? Yeah. Inflation, the word inflation is not part of the common tongue. I'm so fancy. I'm, so, I'm like right out of Downton Abbey over here with all my fancy words. Oh my God, it's the King's English over here with the word inflation. Lady, everyone knows what inflation is. It's your party that has destroyed this. You destroyed this economy. You have ushered this in. And, and you see what she's trying to do there is that it's not really that there's a problem with the economy. It's just that the Republicans use fancy words to describe things and blah. Oh, but fortunately, nobody is buying any of this anymore. Uh, here's video of, of a woman that I pray to God by the end of tomorrow night, we can call former New York governor, Kathy Hochul, just getting crushed on what's going on in New York with the crime. Okay, but I'm gonna interrupt you then. Here's the problem. We don't feel safe. You might be working closely with Mayor Adams. You may have spent a whole lot of money, but. I walk into my pharmacy and everything is on lockdown because of shoplifters. I'm not going in the subway. People don't feel safe in this town. Mm -hmm. So you may have done these things, but right now we're not feeling good. We're worried we could be San Francisco. We'll never be San Francisco. Why? Because we are already making a difference. We already have homicides and shootings down dramatically, dramatically from what they had been last year. Lady, you were in charge last year too. And if you want to parse it, your guy, Andrew Cuomo, was in charge a little bit before that. Nobody buys any of this anymore. And the fact that MSNBC, again, they're doing it two days before their, the election because they're covering their butts. They ushered in all of this. The mainstream media covered for the Democrats. They applauded as Democrat Antifa and BLM people burned down cities and destroyed Pet Boys and Target and all that. You got it. Uh, and now in the last moment, as they realize what's about to happen, now they have to cover 
their own butts so they don't look like complete sellouts. And speaking of complete sellouts, here's MSNBC's Joe Scarborough, who sort of at one time, I guess, pretended to kind of be a Republican or something, but he's obviously a Democrat. He lies about virtually everything. We've played many clips of him taking every position on everything, depending on who's in power. Uh, but now he's even waking up and realizing that, yeah, maybe you don't want dudes beating chicks in uh, women's sports. And let me offend a lot of people yeah. here, because that's know. what I do. We only have a few um, more minutes left. Let's, I can't tell you do a show without how many someone. progressives or how many liberals will say things privately or quietly. Let's take the the pin swimmer that transitioned, and they said, "Now, do you really? Do you really?" I just I, I don't think I don't think young women should have to compete against somebody who transitioned. Eighty-two percent of Americans don't believe that men who transition uh, post-puberty should be able to compete against women in sports. Yeah, congratulations, buddy. It's your party that has been ushering all of this stuff in. But again, you get it. It's a day or two before the election. So now you realize that you better start sounding sane because you got to try to have a gig right after, right? So what have we covered here? Well, we covered uh, the, the Joy Reid inflation economy situation, right? And, you know, apparently uh, the economy, it's not a problem until Republicans, you started using these fancy words like inflation. I mean, just bananas. Uh, crime and Hochul. Well, everyone knows New York is, is just in the midst of a crazy crime wave. Uh, here's Joe Scarborough finally coming around on the trans thing. Uh, what else do we have? Well, we've got, uh, well, Joe Biden. And remember, he was going to be a healer. That was his big thing. He was going to heal us. Uh, but then he decided to do this kind of stuff. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I see. Okay. Well, Mr. I'm going to respect you and restore civility and all of those things. No, he kind of did that instead. But it's not just the rhetoric, right? What else did he actually do? Well, one of the things that he did over the course of these last two years, he and his party decided to have vaccine mandates and force lockdowns and push kids out of schools and put you in masks and all of those things. And they were going to scare the hell out of you the entire time. And they were going to use the levers of the government to control how you live. How do I know all this? Well, it's all on videotape. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. That's on you, Dems. That is on you. And that man is an embarrassment and a buffoon. Doesn't it now, now that we're too, you know, we're out of this thing and everyone kind of realizes it was all bullshit and everything else. When you, when you watch that, like think how awfully authoritarian and hysterical that was, not just the, the winter of death that never came, uh, but this, this idea that, that because you work, because you get some money in exchange for your services from a company that they were allowed to force you, that that's what, that what he wanted, he and his government wanted. They were allowed to force you to inject yourself 
with things and people have had it. And again, the proof's in the pudding because where are people moving? They're moving from blue states to red states, okay? That's what's happening. Nobody's going the other way. So now that people are realizing this, and as I said, as we get to these last couple days before the election, suddenly the Democrats and MSNBC, they're kind of covering their butts and oh, maybe we shouldn't have been screaming about all the trans stuff and the race stuff. And maybe we should have focused on the economy because they, they, they're realizing, man, it's bad. And you guys did all this. You didn't have to do it. You did not have to do it. If you would have turned around when a guy like me three, four, five years ago was screaming about this stuff, you would have a whole bunch of people that were old school liberals still in the Democrat party, but you don't have them anymore. You don't have them. They have left. The train has left the station. So what do they want now as they realize they're about to get smashed? Now they want a truce. We covered this uh, a couple days ago. Uh, you may remember this piece in The Atlantic. It went completely viral for all the wrong reasons. Uh, it was called Let's Declare a Pandemic Amnesty. And people were going crazy about this because the same people who want amnesty now, listen to some of the things that people in The Atlantic were writing over the last couple of years. The anti-vaccine right brought human sacrifice to America. Unvaccinated people need to bear the burden. Vaccine refusers don't get to dictate terms anymore. Some Americans no longer believe in the common good. So that's where we're at. You guys get it? They want forgiveness now. But I don't think we're at forgiveness part yet. We're at, we got to crush you in the elections tomorrow. And then you guys have to honestly come crawling back and, and we have to figure out what to do with the Fauci's and Walensky's and all of the people who got us into, the, into this madness. We have to, I don't know what you do with them. I don't know if it's about public trials. I don't like all these public trials because it's just endless distractions from reality and everything else. But no, 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 no. You don't get to declare amnesty because you were awful for two years. The people who wanted to be left alone, we weren't awful. You might've thought we were wrong. I mean, this is the ultimate irony in the whole thing. When, when COVID was at the peak of COVID and they were locking everybody down and injecting everybody and firing nurses and all that stuff, the worst that you could say, uh, if you were honest, and I get it, most people aren't honest, but the worst you could say about people like me, people who didn't want to uh, get vaccinated or who didn't want to force their friends and employees to get vaccinated, the worst you could say about us, if you were honest, would be, boy, those people don't want to listen to us right? Like that's it. Because you could avoid us. You didn't have to be around us. And if you believed, as most people believed at the time that the vaccine worked, it wouldn't have mattered whether we were vaccinated or not. Okay. But they lied about everything. What's the worst we can say about them? Well, you guys tanked the economy. You guys created a situation where a generation of young people are having speech defects and having all sorts of weird socialization problems. You guys are the ones who, who pushed everyone to be online more and now people are just weird and frightful and bizarre and all of the stuff. You guys did all of this. And what else did you do? You censored those of us who didn't lose our minds. The whole bunch of us who kept fighting for freedom, who wanted to ask questions, and you're allowed to do that in a free democracy, the ones who, who were a bit skeptical about lockdowns and where, the, uh, where COVID came from and all of that stuff, uh, well, you made sure that you used the power of government and big tech to silence us, and you even told us, uh, you even told us that you were doing it. So a couple of the steps that we have um, 
you know, that could be constructive for the public health uh, of the country are uh, providing uh, for, for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience it's reaching. Uh, also with the public, with all of you, um, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Taking faster act action against harmful posts. You wanna know what fascism is, guys? Fascism is a representative of the government saying that if you're banned on one platform, let's say you're banned on Twitter, that you should then be banned across the board. You should be banned on Facebook, Google, YouTube, blah, 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 blah. Kind of like they did to, hey, what was that guy's name? Donald Trump, kind of like they did to Alex Jones, et cetera, et cetera. They were the ones using government power in coordination. We now know, we know for a fact, we covered it last week, but we knew it all along, right? You remember the other video we could have shown you, but I've shown it to you a thousand times, of Saki saying, we flag posts for Facebook. That's the government coming in. I had lawyer Ron Coleman on on Friday. Uh, talking about this specifically. It's not that the government comes in with the with an edict, with a written order saying, you Facebook people, Twitter people, you better censor this person. They don't write it all out and, or you're go we're gonna do this to you. But when a government person calls you, think about you in your own life. I'll use an example of me. If I got a call from a federal agent, a CIA agent, saying, Dave, we've been watching your show. We're a little concerned about your misinformation. Could you just maybe ease up on that kind of stuff? Or could you cover things a little bit differently or whatever? Well, would that be the government absolutely infringing? Are they really stopping me? Or are they saying, hey, we know what you're doing. It's a mafia tactic, right? It, th that's what they have done. That is what they did. That's what people are now voting against. But the other thing that's happening right now is because of this Elon Musk Twitter situation, uh, more speech seems to be getting out there, right? There seems to, because Twitter, whether you like Twitter or not, or whether it has ruined all of our brains and the endless scrolling has destroyed a whole bunch of people and the outrage and all that, whether you like it or not, Twitter still is the, the PR wire, the public relations wire for the world. That is where the tastemakers are and how information is now disseminated in our, in our modern, I suppose this is the modern world that we live in. So people are freaking out. The same people who were not upset when all sorts of people were getting banned and silenced. Now they're upset that Elon Musk is coming in. He's not banning or silencing anybody. He's just saying, hey, let's uh, let's just be a little more transparent about our rules. Um, let's allow for more speech. Let's figure out ways that we can do this a little bit better without silencing people. So what's happening? Well, the system is crashing down on him. From CNN, President Biden called out Elon Musk saying the billionaire had purchased a social media platform that spews lies all across the world. Well, of course, Joe Biden would know about lies because as you remember in June of last year, Joe Biden, if you get the COVID vaccine, you will not get nor transmit COVID. Uh, Joe Biden also told us that his Inflation Reduction Act would reduce inflation. Uh, Joe Biden also told us that last winter was gonna be a winter of severe death. Uh, Joe Biden also lied about Donald Trump, very fine people on both sides, which is the very reason that he launched his campaign in the first place. So when it comes to misinformation. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on, dude. But what else have the Democrats done? Well, it is largely the Democrats. We certainly have a Democrat administration and mostly Democrats in power who have led us into this very bizarre war. It's the war, not war in Afghanistan, uh, sorry, in Ukraine, because we are, well, we had a disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan that everybody knows about. And now we have this war that we haven't declared, but we're funding to the 
you know, tune of billions and billions of dollars in Ukraine, uh, which also now is affecting energy prices and Western Europe has a huge, huge problem because of this Nord Stream pipeline blowing up and Germany's gonna have all sorts of problems this winter, everybody knows about it. Uh, but we've got this bizarre war that nobody really fully understands. So what's going on with the war in Ukraine right now? Well, uh, TV shows, that's what's happening. Take a look at this. Yeah, that's uh, Vlad, that's Vladimir Zelensky, Vlad Zelensky, who was a comedian. If you don't know this, he was a TV comedian who then became uh, prime minister. Is he president or pre he's president of Ukraine? President, right? Uh, president of Ukraine. Uh, there he is in Kiev, sitting there in the middle of this massive war and people are telling us that there's a genocide and all sorts of stuff. He's there with David Letterman and they're just hanging out in the subway doing a show. Didn't seem like anyone was too concerned that they were gonna get blown apart or killed or murdered or have a Russian bomb dropped on their head, but that's what's going on over there. So the, the theater portion of all of this, okay, you guys get it. So, all right, so then there's the war and the energy. What's the one thing we haven't discussed that people are also pissed about? Well, there's the border situation and the border situation, especially when it comes to states like Texas and Arizona is going to be absolutely massive when people go to the voting booths tomorrow. Here is Republican candidate Blake Masters calling out Democrat incumbent Senator in Arizona, Mark Kelly on the border. I've been focused on the border since day one on this job. I'm down there all the time. I was on the phone this week, just you know, with Mayor Nichols of Yuma, Sheriff Daniels of Cochise County, talking about what more we need for border patrol and immigration. That, my friends, we're is working, called invasion. We're, we're, we're working to raise Border Patrol pay by 18, 18%. I've got legislation to do that. I've been focused on the border since day one. Okay. You, I, you know, we with no great effects because we have a wide open southern border. So if that's the best you it, can do, I respectfully request you resign. Been, and let's get someone in the seat who will actually secure our border. So people have just had it, right? Like if you're the average person in Arizona, and Arizona is as purple a state as you can get. I think it's about to go very red because of Blake and Carrie Lake. Um, but it's a, it's a purple state. It goes either way, right? We know it went for Democrats last time. The incumbent, as I just said, Mark Kelly, he's a Democrat. But people have just had it that you cannot let people just wander into the country. And even if you can't blame Mark Kelly for all of that, I certainly think you can blame him for some of it. Uh, you have to blame his party and the guy that's in charge, Joe Biden, for what they've done to our borders. So now I wanna go back to a couple of the interviews that I've done over the last year, year and a half, because I, I was warning about a lot of this. And I was also, I think, one of the leaders in introducing you to some of the candidates that, was, that were gonna fix some of this. So I had Blake Masters on originally in October of 2021. Basically, nobody had heard of him. He was in a Republican. He had just gotten into the Republican primary. There were a couple people that were way ahead of him. He had sort of no name recognition or anything. Uh, I was introduced to him through Peter Thiel. I thought he was just a good dude. He struck me as a good dude. He was the co-author of Peter Thiel's book, Zero to One, which I think is one of the most brilliant easily readable books if you wanna really think about the world a little bit differently and how to really change things. Uh, but in any event, I sat down with Blake Masters, this is a year ago when I still lived in crazy Cali, to ask why someone that's successful from the tech world that doesn't need to get into politics would be getting into politics. It's fair to say you even wanna go into politics in a way or you're being sort of dragged to politics. I, I sense that with a lot of people that are getting involved. It was like, I didn't really wanna be a politician at first, but 
somebody's got to fix this. And, somebody's got to fix and it. And I'm no, somebody. I definitely have that that view of it. Um, I mean, I'm getting into it. I really want to get into it. I think it's important. But it'd be it'd be nice in some sense, like if I didn't have to, like if things were working, if we didn't have this establishment that uh, that was presiding over, I think this cultural and, and uh, economic decay, then I wouldn't have to. But that's not where we are, and I have to, and I think we need some new thinking in government. So it's also the most important thing I could be doing. It's left establishment and the right establishment. Uh, it doesn't work. Like people, you know, he, he, it was the emperor has no clothes yeah. on it. Kind of right, it's kind of right. And again, this is a guy, he's got cash. He's got a good boss. Well, he stepped down from his job with Teal. But the point is, he didn't have to get involved. He has, he has a couple of young kids, beautiful wife, good life. But people have had it with all of this nonsense, and occasionally good people get involved. I would put Blake sort of at the top of that list. Another person I would put on that list is Tudor Dixon. Now, Tudor Dixon, I did not know much about until about two and a half weeks ago, and then she got into this debate with uh, Gretchen Whitmer. And Gret Gretchen Whitmer, who, of course, is the current uh, governor of Michigan, who, who is a liar, who locked everybody down, who was one of the worst, who was partying for her husband's birthday on a boat while she said other people can't go out on boats and she stopped people from gardening in their backyards. Really awful stuff. Well, then Tudor Dixon got involved and Tudor Dixon was just a mom. I don't say just a mom, it's, that's a little dismissive. She was a, a, a mom of four young girls. She saw what the state was doing to her kids and she got in the mix. I interviewed her this past week and this, this, we just put this up on Saturday. It has about 350,000 views already because people are getting it. Here's a little portion. I think this is the theme right now with this new crop of politicians, people that didn't really want to be politicians. This is very interesting to see this, the Democrat party kind of trying to, they're flailing. They're trying to figure out exactly who their base is and they seem to have lost their base. So if you want to watch the full interview, that's up on YouTube and Rumble and Blaze and everywhere else already. And it's interesting because it's the same question. You see, I'm asking the same question. It's like good people, good people. The Democrats failed good people. So now good people are getting involved and they're running as Republicans, even if they maybe weren't traditional Republicans. Another one of those people is Ohio Republican J.D. Vance. And I was one of the first people to have J.D. on. Uh, again, this is, this is July of 2021. So this is even before... I had uh, Blake on, and the main reason that he was running is he was seeing how meth and all of these drugs were getting in and they were killing the young people of Ohio, and he was not happy about it. Not a traditional uh, politician or Republican. Here, here's uh, how he feels the left is treating everyday folks. Are you surprised how radical the left has gone, that there is no room for these people? Professionally educated people who went to Ivy League schools who tend to have pretty radical views about politics because of it. I think a little of it is definitely economic. The left, completely unable to solve America's real problems, has sort of resorted to criticizing most Americans as backwards or racist in some way. And so, yeah, it, it's really startling. It's really depressing. But, you know, it is it is where we is. And I unfortunately, you know, it is what it is. And I think, unfortunately, we just have to fight these people. What's super interesting about J.D. is that he's thought of as this, you know, right wing Republican, MAGA, Trump, whatever. He is actually a disaffected liberal like me. He did not support Trump in 2016. So he represents this thing that is happening all across the country. The liberals turned on liberalism and they turned the decent liberals uh, the awake, as opposed to woke liberals, they turn them into conservatives. That's what they did. 
Who else became a star during all of this? Well, Carrie Lake, who I, I think of all of the people is sort of the real lock out of these guys for tomorrow. She has just become a media all-star. She is just laying it out with these nonsensical questions. She beats these people back. She stepped away from a career in journalism. She was an actual journalist. She was a mainstream media journalist and she saw the lies firsthand, okay? She had the number one show in Arizona. She had tons of money. She did not have to do it, but she got involved too. Carrie Lake, welcome to the Rubin Report. Hi, Dave. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'll probably be the first governor Arizona's ever seen that truly was in it for the right reasons to represent the great people of this state. And she has fought for a border and sane economic policy and same policies when it comes to crime and drugs and all of the other stuff. She voted for Obama in 08. I voted for Obama in 08. You get what we're doing here, people? Here's another guy, certainly not a traditional Republican. Actually, it was Oprah, and you may remember Oprah. Jimmy Kimmel used to play her in blackface on his man show. Uh, Oprah put this guy on the map. His name is Dr. Oz. Uh, and here he is, you may remember this, we played it a couple weeks ago during the Pennsylvania Senate debate, comparing himself to John Fetterman when it comes to crime and some of the other radical policies coming from the Democrats. John Fetterman during this crime wave has been trying to get as many murderers convicted and sentenced to life in prison out of jail as possible, including people who are similar to the man who murdered her husband. He does it without the, with the rest of the parole board agreeing. He's you're doing it without the families on board. These radical positions extend beyond crime to wanting to legalize all drugs, to open the border, uh, to, to raising our taxes. I want Washington to be civil again. Well, you need it to be less radical. John Fetterman, unfortunately, okay. would bring that. Isn't this super interesting? You got a tech guy like Blake Masters, right? Not thought of as a traditional Republican. You got a guy like J.D. Vance, okay? Did not vote for Trump, was actively against Trump in 2016. You got Carrie Lake, an Obama supporter in 08. You got Dr. Oz, who was loved by Oprah, and now Oprah is supporting John Fetterman. These are media and entertainment people. These are tech people. These are not, these are not people that you could pin as like they're Bible-thumping, Republican, conservative, mean, blah, 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 blah. Not even that any of that is true, but you know what I mean? You can't pin them that way. They're people who come from a little more of a walk of life that, like I do which I think many of you do, that were just kind of decent people. And then they decided to get in on this. And you know who also used to be loved by liberals? A guy that used to be on TV shows all the time and was doing media appearances everywhere and on every late night show and all of those things and, and donating to Hillary Clinton and everything else. Yeah, that guy, Donald Trump. Donald Trump used to hang out with all of the very people who call him a Nazi today. Well, he did a rally right here in Miami, Florida over the weekend, and uh, he told the people who uh, they should vote for. People of Florida are going to reelect the wonderful, the great friend of mine, Marco Rubio, to the United States Senate. And you're going to reelect Ron DeSantis as your governor of your state. 
love that applause for DeSantis. It's, it's perfect and it's right and it's good. And yes, that's exactly what's going to happen here in the free state of Florida. And uh, Ron DeSantis, as I have said many times, it does not say president on his desk, but I think in essence, he has been the de facto president of the United States, the president of the free United States, I should say over the last two years, as Biden and the Democrats have tried to trample on all of your freedoms, DeSantis led the charge against it. And by leading the charge against it, he, gave, he, it was, he signaled to people that you can be part of a freedom movement. That's exactly what I talked to him about uh, in Orlando, in Disney country, uh, back in May when I was on tour. I think people get it more than they ever have. They understand, you look at some of these elite bureaucrats like Fauci, you look at the corporate media, big tech, the emperor has no clothes. These are discredited elites in our country and they don't have your best interests at heart. They don't have this state's best interests at heart. Sometimes though, it doesn't feel like, you know, your voice can be heard because so much of it is dominated by this one viewpoint. But when you stand up and you stand in that fire and you fight back for people, man, they will have your back. They will support you. And that's what we've shown in the state of Florida. Isn't it true? I'm telling you guys, it's true. I have had many articles trying to cancel me. I have had people that have tried to destroy me. I, I've had all, I've had protesters yelling at me and throwing things at me and not spilling coffee on me and blah, blah, blah. I have been called a Nazi and a bigot and everything else, but I just kept going. I don't know why, but I just kept going. And Ron DeSantis, he just kept going. A guy who won by 30,000 votes last time, less than 1% against a guy that turned out to be a meth addict. Uh, is now going to win by, a, is going to absolutely crush it tomorrow and model that across the country because he just did the right thing. That really is it. But let's juxtapose the right thing with the not right thing. Here's Sonny Hostin on The View. I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, I, it's I think like that's they're that's voting, no, it's they're voting for the voter. We, they're we, voting no, against no. their own self-interest. Honey, you think you know what anyone's interests are but your own. Do you know that women, men, it doesn't matter, parents, they've just had it. You people forced parents to feel that they had to inject their kids with some shit that they did not know what it was. And now rates in young men of myocarditis are through the roof. That is happening for real. So please, Sonny Hostin, do not pretend you have anyone's interest in mind other than the dingbats who have hired you on that ridiculous show. So this is a stark contrast, guys. The choice is yours, right? Like the choice is right now. This is the moment of choosing. So let's back up to Tudor Dixon, who is running against Gretchen Whitmer. And again, Gretchen Whitmer, Whitmer she has been one of the worst. And uh, she really banged up Whitmer, uh, uh, Tudor banged up Whitmer on uh, Dan Bongino's show uh, just yesterday. 
And now all of those suburban moms who say, our kids got locked out of school, our kids missed all of their sports, they missed their milestone moments of prom, of graduation, now they're behind. This woman is the alternative. Tudor Dixon is the alternative to help us get our kids back on track. This is the deplorables moment of 2016, and that will drive more people to the polls. They won't talk about it. It will be a shock come Tuesday. She was actually responding directly to that Sonny Hostin moment. I mean, this attack, this attack on moms who just want to protect their kids. I mean, I can tell you as a new father, like that is my freaking job. More than this is my job. I think about it. I actually think about it every morning, every single morning, because when I'm doing the, sh when I'm preparing for the show and I'm sitting there with Luke and Justin and I, I do an hour with the two of them while David's doing some other stuff in the morning and I sit on the couch with the two of them and I've got, uh, I, well, I, now I prop Justin up on the couch. I build a little <laughs> little castle for him with blankets and I've got, I've got Luke and the Dakotot and I'm sitting there and I'm going through the stories of the day and I, and I really am thinking about how I have to fight harder for good ideas and for freedom so that these kids don't grow up in a world that is worse. And, and we have been heading to a world that is worse. So when Sonny Hostin and the rest of these people, they attack the parents, the parents who didn't want their kids' genitals chopped off, the parents who wanted their kids to go to school, who wanted them not to have masks so that they could see teachers' faces so that they could mimic the way that they spoke. That's actually how you start speaking as a child. But they're gonna just keep going. And then what are they gonna do? And this is gonna be the grandest of all tricks and these people have plenty of tricks up their sleeve. But assuming that the red wave happens tomorrow, suddenly, you know what's gonna happen on Wednesday? You're gonna be allowed to talk about election interference again. You're gonna be allowed and encouraged actually to promote that there was fraud in the election and everything else. Much like uh, say, I don't know, Stacey Abrams has been making a career of or Hillary Clinton did for four years under Trump, et cetera, et cetera. Check out this headline from Politico. This is this past weekend. The 2020 presidential election was rife with allegations of voting machine hacks that were later debunked. Yet there are real risks that hackers could tunnel into voting equipment and other election infrastructure to try to undermine Tuesday's vote. Man, they are seeding the ground. Do you get it? Do you see it? I'm sorry if you see it because you're going, oh shit, I don't want to see it because once I see it, I can't unsee it. But you see it, right? You see it. So Wednesday morning after the red wave, that is what's going to happen. And mainstream media will be running around with election interference and what happened and do, 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 do. Ladles and jelly spoons, what is the point of all of this? The point is get out there and vote. Please vote. Please vote. Encourage the people around you to vote. Be part of this system. Don't let the Democrats repeat what they have done to us. End this woke nonsense now. End it now. And as I said last week, if it ends, and, and I, know, I don't mean it'll end like they'll just wrap it up and be good to go. No, will, will they start questioning elections again? Probably. Will they unleash violence again? Probably. Has so much of this infected our institutions that it won't just go away overnight? Of course, of course, of course. But, but if we really start standing for freedom, if we vote in some people who may, some of them may not be great. I think I've laid out a couple of people that I really think are great. Obviously it starts with DeSantis, but I think Carrie Lake, I think Blake Masters, I think there is a chance of new, different Republicans to come in and usher in a resurgence of American exceptionalism. I think it's there. But will many of them fail us? They will, but at least we will have had a moment to say enough of all of this. 
that AOC and the squad and compromise Biden and the ideas of socialism and communism and the rest of it, none of this is flying anymore. We are done with it as a country. And we get, we're not gonna arrest you, we're not gonna jail you people, whatever, but we're moving on from you and the culture will move on and Elon owning Twitter will help it move on and we will get past it. I really, really think we can. Guys, it's me Monday over at the Ruben Report Locals community. This is what I put up this morning. I paid Elon a hundred grand for my Tesla and now he wants another $8. If you haven't heard, Elon wants eight bucks from everybody to get a blue check on Twitter. It's one of the ways he's trying to clean up Twitter and all these quote unquote journalists are freaking out about it uh, because they because one of the reasons that people pay attention to all these political people and Daily Beast people and HuffPo people is because they just have the blue check next to their name because the organizations worked with Twitter to verify all of these people who really had no influence and no following and anything else. And the fact that they're gonna lose that because everyone's gonna be able to get verified soon, meaning confirm that you are who you are. It's just more of that, that curtain being peeled away and instead of the great and powerful Oz, it's just some washed up wizard. Uh, all right, a couple comments from the locals community. Backup Never says, I just want some normalcy back. We've been in bizarro world for too long. That's the point. That's the point and we really could do it. We really could do it. It's why I've been saying it for weeks because you have to know you can do it. You have to make a, a decision in your mind to live in reality. We're here in Florida. We live in reality all the time. I go out and about and I meet people everywhere and everyone, everyone's living in reality here in Florida. But reality now has to burst forth into the mainstream, right? Reality got suppressed by the mainstream. Now reality has to burst forth. And we just have to, you know, imagine if it's in 10 years from now and we're like, you're sitting over here at dinner with some friends and you're like, remember AOC? Yeah, whatever happened to her? I don't know, either do I. Wouldn't that be great? Because it would just be like this blip. There was this very odd blip that we would all look back. Remember when Democrats were always trying to cut kids' genitals off? That, remember, whatever happened with that? <laughs> Phoenix said to me before we started, you realize you've said something about chopping children's genitals off for 15 consecutive shows. It's like, wouldn't it be nice to not do that? It would be a pleasure not to talk about children's genitals being chopped off. That is my goal going forward and I think we're almost there, people. We the Free says, what about Elder DeSantis in 2024? Let's discuss 2024 after tomorrow. I, look, just get out there and vote. EK says, if we don't reverse things with this election, do you think the country is actually over? Look, if we don't, over, I mean, over, 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 the story of humanity is a never-ending story, so I don't know about over, but it will be much more complicated and much more painful, so I think we got some chances. I think, look, even though, as I said last week, I'm very bullish on something like 54 in terms of the Senate for Republicans, I really am. It's like, could Fetterman win somehow? Oprah and Bill Clinton were out there with him this weekend. It's like, could he win? I suppose he could. I'm pretty sure Carrie Lake is gonna win in Arizona and that'll get Blake over the hump over there as well. You know, uh, uh, Georgia, it's like, what's gonna happen in Georgia? Like, has the Democrat machine done enough to harm Herschel Walker? And it's not like he was the greatest candidate ever. He's obviously better than Raphael Warnock, who's a racist, a genuine racist and socialist, but it's like, could they lose that one? Sure. Florida will be strengthened for sure. Like there's going, you know, I really think the one, and I hope I'm right so we can play the clip over and over. I hope Lee Zeldin wins. It's like, that is the one that's like, man, if New York, New York can turn around and it's happened before people, don't forget George Pataki was a pretty good Republican governor in New York two term, not too long ago. And it was a total shocker when it happened 
in the first place. Uh, guys, if you want to play along, uh, join us at rubenreport.locals.com. My full interview with Michael Shermer, who wrote a new book all about debunking conspiracy theories. It's really fantastic. That's up on Locals right now. It'll be up everywhere else soon. My full interview with Tom Cotton is up everywhere, Senator Tom Cotton. My full interview with Tudor Dixon that I just mentioned uh, is up right now across platforms. Tomorrow's a big day. We got a ton to do today. We got to prepare. We got to get to Tampa. As I said, I'm hosting the DeSantis Victory Party. We're going to live stream from there. We'll do a show in the morning. Much, 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 much more. Did I breathe during this show? There was not one breath. I did not inhale once. Anyway, guys, uh, we got a great cold close for you. Have a great day. Get out there and vote. And uh, I love America. That's all. Bye. Well, here is the God's truth about January 6th, 2021. Close your eyes. Inflation is near historic highs now. So where do you think Americans are feeling it the most? Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. Rent up more than 6%. If you're in the market for a car, new or used, you're paying more. Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans. This is a, a huge burden for most families now paying nearly $450 more a month just for the basics than they were a year ago. MAGA Republicans, the extreme right, the the the, the Trumpies. It's now warning that the U.S. is likely to dip into recession. Showing this country has now reached more than one million COVID deaths. We're not talking about these extreme MAGA Republicans. Think about it. Recent shootings in New York City have spotlighted a troubling rise in gun violence and homicide across the country. Ultra MAGA Republicans. Homicide rates in Philadelphia continue to grow. This mural actually has the names of those killed or injured by gun violence over the years in the city. Most of those people are black. Let me tell you about this ultra MAGA agenda. Now, extreme MAGA Republicans and MAGA Republicans in Congress. We're back with the latest on the crisis at the southern border. According to Customs and Border Protection data, a record 2.76 million migrants crossed the border during the 2022 fiscal year, shattering the previous annual record by more than 1 million. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.